All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me again, uh, bringing you another preview for uh, this upcoming girls soccer season. I have home out coach uh, John Nicaro. John, thanks for joining me. No, no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, now, I know you've been at Homedale a long time. Um, how long uh, have you been coaching soccer, first off? And, you know, as uh, everyone knows, John was on the boys' side, you know, and just recently made the move to the girls' side. So uh, how long have you been coaching and how long at Homedale? So I've been, uh, I've been coaching probably about uh, 18, 19 years. I was the boys' uh, head coach for 16 years, starting in 2003. Before, actually, right when I got out of college, my um, one of my high school coaches, Billy Caruso, um, asked me about coaching with him, um, and he wanted me as a goalkeeper trainer because I was a goalkeeper. So I had the opportunity of being with him for a couple of years, which was great for me um, to learn from one of the best. And um, you know, it was great being part of that program, and I was able to carry over a lot of things I learned from him, and just build a, a good tradition on the Homedale boys' side and. You know, I ended up having a pretty good career with the boys. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, I know we're talking about the girls, but what are some of the accomplishments you had, you know, on the boys' side? So, um, the, we've had quite, quite a uh, – the last two years that I coached were pretty phenomenal years, and I was, I was really lucky to have the coaching staff I had and um, the, the group of kids. They were kids that played together. Um, for their entire lives, uh, most of them. And I was, you know, I actually trained them a little bit when they were younger. Um, so those two years that we won um, state championships and we won a short conference title that year. Prior to that, uh, we, won, um, we won five other state sectional titles. And um, along with winning the two divisional titles, obviously in 17 and 18, we also won five uh, pre to the previous years. Yeah, I don't. I don't, you know, follow, you know, the boys' side so much, but I remember, you know, two years ago, you know, your last season there, just following through, you know, Shore Sports Network, and, and you know, it seemed like you had a really special team there on your hand your, your final year. We did, we did, and I, you know, um, some of the boys will disagree, but uh, some will, most of them agree. I still think the 2017 team uh, was pretty dominant, and, you know, we were unfortunate to lose a game that year to Pingree, in a game where, you know, if you watch soccer, um, you outshoot a team 18 to three and they score on their opportunity and we can't put the ball in the back and that, that that's what happened that game. Yeah. Um, but it kind of woke us up right before the postseason. So it, it was kind of um, fortunate that it happened. I always look at the positive things. Yeah, I, you know, always got to, you know, turn a negative into positive. You know, that's what makes a good coach and, you know, Absolutely. good team too that could rally around that. Yeah. Um, now, what made you get into coaching? So, like I said, I think it was really BC, uh, Brick and Morrill. Um, I was actually, um, I did my student teaching in Jackson. So I was with Scotty Baker for a little bit at Brookdale. I worked with him with his goalies. Um, he's now at Rowan University. Uh, he's the head coach there. And, um, you know, BC really got me involved in working with the keepers. And I started training the keepers on the side, you know, um, at good sports and places like that. And then, you know, I was fortunate with uh, my situation in Homedale because I would say the day after I was offered a job in Homedale for teaching, Jackson called me and then offered me a job because I was still subbing there at the time. And I had to turn him down um, because Homedale was obviously a good place to be in. Yeah. And I was going to be the junior varsity coach that year, my first year. And I guess what happened was the head coach at the last minute decided he didn't want to do it. So the AD calls me in and you know, I'm 23 years old at the time. And he's like, you think you can handle it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm fine. 
So uh, my first year was pretty special because of who I coached with, uh, the experience I had. I was actually, Tab Ramos was almost there. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So he, uh, he coached me for the first year. Uh, my first year, I ended up keeping six freshmen up at the varsity level. Um, and that group uh, that I kept, those six freshmen, uh, they ended up senior year winning the first ever state sectional championship for the school, for the boys' side. So that was pretty exciting to see wow. how much it got better throughout the first four years. So, but it was, yeah, it was, you know, it was really just starting training those goalies. And then obviously with teaching phys ed and getting a job here in Holmdale and having the soccer background, that was the kind of kickstart to my coaching career. Do you find a lot of similarities in, you know, teaching and coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. And so you gotta, you know, you gotta create a positive environment for the kids, um, which is always, you know, that number one thing that you really look to do. And, um, they got to enjoy being there. Yeah. Right? They got to have fun with it. Um, you know, I, I felt like the culture I built with the boys, um, the boys always bought into me. Everything that I was pitching, they were, they were buying in and they, um, they worked hard for me um, and they had fun together. They were, always, they were family every time they were together, you know, um, on and off the field. So, you know, same thing, you know, with teaching, like you want your kids to have fun in the classroom yeah. and you want to create that positive, positive environment for them. Yeah, um, I always, you know, I, I said, you know, when I interviewed Coach Caruso, the, my teachers who were coaches were the ones, you know, I seem to, you know, communicate better with, always do better, you know, it's just, you know, the way they communicate to the students. Yeah. Um, be, before we start talking about this upcoming season, uh, what made you uh, decide to come back and coach, switch from boys to girls? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know it um, went – when I decided that I was going to go, I had a uh, Joe Arena was on my team. Uh -huh. He was, uh, I was very close with Joe ever since. I was very close with a lot of the boys, yeah. um, but he was someone that I watched grow up. Um, you know, he played academy and he chose to play high school. I had a very good relationship with the family. Um, the older brother played for me one year and then left for Cedar Stars. But Joe was a special player, and um, I felt like not just with Joe, with a lot of the other boys I knew, it was just a right team to leave with because I knew my boys were getting older I wanted to be yeah. um, my oldest son is now in seventh grade so I want to I wanted to have the opportunity to watch them play yeah um, and it just felt right it felt right at the time and it was actually I would say in the three or four games into the season I actually told Joe this is it this is it for me this is our senior year this is this is what it feels like to be a senior yeah. so I'm going to know what it feels like and then you know those two years as 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 great as they were, it's, it's, it's really tough to, to go through, you know, five, six months of training and the games and the postseason, and it drains you a little bit. Yeah. And I think I, I needed that year off just to refresh. You know, I spent a little time with my family with my boy. I started coaching my youngest son's team. I'm doing that still right now. Um, and I'm learning I can do both. So, you know, and I, I knew with the, um, with the girls opportunity, it's a special group of girls. A lot of girls I knew that used to do my clinics through school. And uh, th there was definitely some intrigue uh, there to, to get involved with the girls somehow. I don't know how you coaches find the time because, you know, the Ocean Township coach, she coaches travel soccer as well. The Frio Borough coach, I know coaches travel soccer. I, I don't know how you guys bound, you know, especially in the fall season with uh, yeah. high school. It's, it, it's, it, I'm finding it, uh, not that it's difficult, but it is time consuming because right after school, I'm going to the girls' practice. And then twice a week, I'm, I got to drive right to Berkeley um, to JSU and practice with Landon's team. And that's my son. 
So it's uh, I don't get home till eight thirty nine o'clock. So it is. It's and then you know once the games start, I got to change training schedules around because of the games. So, but it's it's doable. So. Um, you brought up development academy. What's you, you know, you know, talking to some of the girls side, you know, happy that they were you know in the last you know two seasons that the development account academy allowed them to come back and play high school you know it's something that you know they like playing with their you know their friends their classmates what, what's your thoughts on that well I've been I don't want to say fighting with the academies uh for since 2009 um when Danny Metzger and Sean Davis who now plays with the Red Bulls um you know those were two kids that played for me um their first year as a freshman and Danny end, ended up coming back um when he was actually playing with the Red Bulls his senior year but it's, it's that opportunity for players to, to play for their school, to represent um, their school and, and play the sport they love and play, play with the kids that they grew up with. And, you know, Danny Metzger, you know, made it to the Red Bulls at one point. And, you know, you could still ask him one of his m most memorable moments is, you know, helping us win a state championship um, in 2010 when he scored two goals. And that group of kids, they still talk about it. I still get text um, messages um, all the time from them about how special that was. And, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, and, you know, when you do have that success in high school and, and you can say, you know, it, when you go play for the DA, yeah, you're playing a high level game. I'm not, you are. And the, yeah. and the, um, the training sessions are phenomenal. The coaches are great, but they should be able to do both. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to. And I, I feel that way. And, you know, but the experience that they have at playing for the school is very special. And it's, um, you don't get that feeling uh, playing for the academies. Um, you're not playing in years, and that's what college is about. You yeah. know, when you go to college and you get to that next level, um, you're playing in front of your classmates, your peers, you know, big, big crowd. And I've had plenty of players that have come through the program that went to go play D1. That 2017-18 year, there was seven or eight kids that went to Division One schools. So it can still happen um, yeah. when they're not playing for the academy. You know, I agree. And – I was talking to a girls basketball player graduate two years ago and in D1 basketball player. And she said, you know, it's even the small things she misses, you know, just being on the bus, going to a away game, you know, just the yeah. family atmosphere you have in the high school, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. you know, cause you know, when you're playing DA, you got kids coming from, you know, all over. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, you know and the other thing you run into is, you know, some of the kids, they, they, they choose, and I've had a couple, they choose not to play high school. Mm -hmm. um, and either their experiences at college are not great mm -hmm. or, you know, they end up not playing. Uh, so, you know, I had one kid that came back his senior year, Matt Leon, very special player, played Cedar Stars, what, ended up being one of my favorite players, good personality. Uh, he ended up not even playing in college. So it was great that he came back his senior year. At least he got to enjoy 2017 and being part of that team. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, you know, what he's going to remember the most about playing soccer. Now, moving over to the girls' side, you know, your first season there, you have uh, – you're returning almost everybody, which is, which is yeah. good. Um, who, who are some players that, you know, you think this season are going to take that leadership role, you know, from the, you know, the couple of weeks you've been going hard to practice? Yeah, well, definitely right away I, I noticed, I think, who was going to be um, a few of my captains. And I do have three captains right now. And um, Sophia Mancino is one of them. She is a returning senior she played outside back. She plays outside back for match fit. Um, special player. Uh, she's got that competitive drive in her, and she's a gamer. When she steps out on that field, she makes things happen. So I'm, I'm taking her out of her uh, 
comfort zone a little bit and taking her out of the outside back and I'm, I'm putting her in the middle. And she's a very vocal leader. Um, she always wants the ball at her feet and she's gonna create, she's gonna find feet, she's gonna send some nice through ball. She's, uh, we're working on that right now in practice at just having her get used to that position. But she's gonna be someone that's gonna really help us uh, have a nice balance attack. And so I'm looking for her to do that. Um, another one is Caroline Rebell. Caroline is a center back for me, definitely the anchor of our defense, a very smart player, uh, very uh, she communicates you know, on the field and she plays alongside Lindsay Cannon. And those two will definitely be big with, especially with the outside backs that we have. So I'm looking for Sophia and Caroline to really step up in those leadership roles. And then um, Lindsay Garnaccia, um, she played in the middle last year. She's gonna be getting pushed out wide. Um, she's adjusted well to the change. Um, she can whip in the balls when you need her to, good, uh, serve some good crosses, and she can create. She, uh, she's definitely, you know, she's fit. So she's going to be up and down that field, and she's, she's a good player, very good player. Um, how about some, you know, players that might be flying under the radar? Because, you know, I, I know Sophia was – she's an NJ.com player to watch, APP player to watch. But how about some of these, you know, younger players that might be under the radar? So that's the thing with, with this team. Um, surprisingly, there's, you know, there's a lot of them. And um, I could probably speak about every single girl on the roster. I'm not going to do that. But um, we got someone back from DA. You know, we were talking about that earlier. And um, Juliana uh, Kobosovsky, very smooth player. I, I kind of compare her to the Joe Arena that I had. Um, you know, sits in that middle in front of the four. And she just, she'll... Uh, you know, she'll definitely hold that middle well, and she's very good at winning 50-50 balls, getting scored, very smooth with the ball at her feet. You know, she's going to be playing there in a couple other positions as well, but she's definitely someone that was fortunate for us to get back um, from Cedar Stars. So, and she's buying in, she's playing, she's playing very well right now. Um, and the other one too is we got a transfer from uh, Bayonne. Her name is AD or Adrian Morales. Um, she was a varsity player last year with Bayonne. She's going to be part of our back line um, with Izzy um, and Carolina and uh, Lindsey Cannon. And those four have been working really hard since week one at really, um, you know, working on keeping their shape and communicating. And um, AD is a, a special player. And I think, you know, with her toughness and Izzy on the other side, they're, they're very good at getting forward to at times and, and creating things that way. So, um, and Izzy's another one. Izzy's someone that played in the middle last year. She's getting pushed out back. Um, and she's, she's been doing pretty well back there. Um, so, like I said, our back line's been working really hard to get better. And, you know, those are some players that are definitely going to be some key girls to watch. And then, you know, you got their forwards. Um, we got um, Katie Vasilakis, who was um, a sister of one of my 2018 and 17 players, Peter. She's very smooth. and. Man, I could when I get her to relax and just play like she does at practice, because she, you know, I saw her play at Capelli and she knew I was there watching. You could tell she knew I was there because yeah. she was nervous. She wasn't like she was at practice. But once she gets comfortable on that field and she's got she can strike a ball. So it, that's gonna be nice to watch. And then you got Taylor Bielan, who's a sophomore, um, who was our leading goal scorer last year. Um, and right now those two are really working hard just to understand my system of, um, you know, where they need to be on the field and especially in the attacking third and the middle third. And, you know, uh, everything's coming along pretty well right now. Um, so um, I'm definitely looking for a lot of girls to uh, make some noise this year. 
Um, how about goalie? I mean, I think when I was looking at the stats, it looked like they were using three goalies. Uh, yeah, so there's two girls that are going to be competing. Um, uh, there's – we got Haley Sharp, who's a junior, and we got uh, Katrina Weyer. Um Both players are working hard, and they're pushing each other. And when one of them has a great practice, and I think, all right, you know, they're, you know, they're going to make my decision a little easier. The next day, the other one has a great practice. So they're going back and forth. Um, so I do believe that you want to have one keeper in there. I don't like, you know, yeah. um, going half and half. I was a keeper. I didn't like that personally. Um, in 2017, I had Matt Lionetti and uh, Murray, Jack Murray, who ended up playing for me in 2018, Murray and Nett, because uh, Lionetti graduated. Um, they were competing, and they were both very good quality keepers. And I gave them the first scrimmage and few games just to make a uh, decision. And I think that's going to be the situation with these two girls. Um, they're continuing to work hard. We're still going to do some more things, obviously, before the season starts. Um, but whatever girl ends up in that, it's going to be uh, a good thing for us. Yeah. Um, one of the last things with the roster, um, you know, you almost your whole team, the whole team returned from last season. Any, any incoming freshmen that uh, you think are going to make an impact uh, this season? Not this season. Um, and I'll tell you why. I mean, when you return as big of a roster as they had yeah. last year, 26 girls, I believe, um, and, and you're bringing back that, and there's, we have a lot of depth this year. So I didn't really think it was necessary to bring in a freshman that, yes, could train with us, and maybe at the end of the year, maybe I do pull someone up to do that, but yeah. they're not going to get the playing time that they really need. So I have a very good incoming freshman class. Um, so I think, sorry, it's so I think, um, you know, to keep those freshmen playing together at the junior varsity level would be the best thing right now for them. Yeah, I would agree. You know, a lot of schools graduate a lot of people, a lot of people, but you know, the, as soon as I looked at your roster, I was like, wow, there's yeah. no seniors on this roster from Latin. Yeah, there are, there's, there's, I think we have we have ten seniors now because um, there's one senior that is not going to not going to play anymore. Um, so, you know. 10 seniors is good. And then we obviously heavy on the junior side as well. Because um, we only have one sophomore. That's it, Taylor. She's the only, you know, sophomore freshman. So everyone else is juniors and seniors. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice last year was sophomore heavy. You know, good. You know, good for the future. You know, gives you time yeah, to get, get yeah, to play a, your style. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a special group. And, um, you know, I'm big. My coaching philosophy is you're going to do things. You got to do it together. And you got to be a team. Um, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, that same culture I brought to the boys' side, I'm trying to do that with the girls. And it's, it's coming. It's coming along pretty well. And, you know, uh, uh, they're buying in. So that's good. And, you know, just even yesterday, it was, and this is what I mean, it's getting there. Um, you know, we would do some things in practice, um, compete offense against the defense. And on the boys' side, if, you know, I said the defense, you lost, you got to do two more 120s or whatever we're doing for fitness. Um, the offense would say, no, we're running with them. Like, it would just be an automatic. Um, and there was players, individual players, that would make sure that happened. Uh -huh. So, yesterday with the girls, we did something similar. And defense wins. Offense has to run two extra after we did 10. And I, I thought I saw it happening. I thought I saw actually the transfer AD comes up and pulled up all the defense. And I was like, all right, this is great. They're all going to run it. I'll just have them do one more. I'm not going to make them do two. And... You know the white the offense sprints out, and then I see the blue. You know the defense is jogging and clapping them on, and which is good, which is yeah. good. So I call Rebel over, who's my defender. I go, Caroline, what do we say after we leave the huddle? She's like, together. I go, yeah. So what do you think I want you to do right now? 
She's like, run with them? I go, yeah, I want you to run with them. <laughs> so they ran the last one with them. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. they're not used to that. So, huh. like, they're, they're understanding what I'm all about. And um, they're realizing that it doesn't matter because there is so much talent on this team. It doesn't matter what talent we have. They got to work together. They got to be a team. They got to be united. Um, so if that can if that can continue to to get better, I think this year could be pretty special for them. Yeah, you know, sort you know, APP has you ranked top ten to start the season. You know, yeah. um, which you know, a solid team coming back. You know, like I said, a lot of team a lot of teams that were up there last year graduated. A lot of people, so. Um, you know, yeah, you're building. Uh, I want to talk a little about the schedule. You know, you're in a top any division that you're in with our, anybody in the RBC divisions in a tough division. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I just want to you know talk talk about the schedule. You know, some of the team. You know, RBC Shore Regional is always good, even though the, you know they might be on a rebounding. Rumson's yeah, yeah. good. Um, yeah. So yeah, you got you know you definitely got some teams that we you know we got to compete at a high level with, and obviously when you uh, returning Shore Conference champions are in there and. They got a girl that can put 26 holes in the back of the net in season that, you know, that, that definitely, uh, um, you know, gets your attention. So, but not only that, I know they're returning a lot of younger kids as well. Yeah. Goalkeeper's very strong, um, you know, so. But uh, listen, I, I think when, when we play and, and people are going to find out that quickly that we can compete um, with anybody out there. And, you know, Rumpson with the boys, it was always a rival. So I'm sure with the girls, that's going to be no different. Um, and, you know, same thing with Raritan and Shore Regional. You know, my biggest focus is just taking one game at a time and, uh, you know, and play two teams back to back. Obviously, you got to get prepared for that. And then um, just, uh, just get them ready to play each game. What are your thoughts, you know, not COVID related, but what are your thoughts playing teams back to back? So, interesting. It's definitely, uh, you know, I talked to some boys coaches actually, and, and especially with the boys, uh, you know, Anything that uh, gets a little heated or anything on, you know, after a 2-1 loss or from the losing team, that, they, you know, usually what happens in the season, you got a month later and it yeah. kind of, everything kind of just, everyone lets it go. But now yeah. you're talking about playing two days later, you yeah. know, uh, that other team's not going to forget what happened on the field. So, you know, I think referees especially are going to have to watch for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know how they're assigning the refs, but I, I thought it would probably be in the best interest to have the same refs. Yeah, that, that would make sense. So. You would think so. I'm not sure. I've never heard. I haven't heard anything about what they're going to do with the referees, but that would make sense. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tough, and it's going to be tough to keep the girls' mind sharp, even whether you know it's a lopsided win, lopsided loss, or a tough competitive game, win or lose, just get them prepared for that next game. Um, how did Holmdale? You know, how did you find dealing with the phases that the state rolled out um, for uh, July and August? It was difficult at first. Um, first couple of weeks was tough, um, and, and then once we started um, doing a little, once we started getting bigger pods and we were able to do a little bit more, um, the girls were good with it. And I, I kind of changed things up. We weren't doing the same thing over and over, and we were able to kind of get a you know once we were able to really get at it and and work on our formation and, and play, um, it was like oh this is what we can do now you know. So we're just really looking forward to. Thursday because we get to scrimmage finally and who do you guys so have Thursday yeah so it's been a long I think what nine ten weeks yeah. I think since you know uh we've done any you know since we got to play Capelli the, the girls played um oh and that, uh, middle end of August that was the last yeah. time that they were together as a team uh who do you guys play on Thursday we play Colts next okay Colts next 
Um, yeah, I got to look at their roster. I didn't, I didn't look. I know they uh, they gave Brick all they could handle on the states last year. Yeah, were... yeah. No, I'm sure they're, you know, Colts Neck is usually a very competitive team, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, last question before we wrap up. Uh, what are what are some goals you have set, you know, for the season? I know who knows what postseason's going to look like. So, you know, you, whatever those goals are, you could just don't worry about that. But, you know, just yeah, yeah. goals you have for your team this season. So I, I think the biggest thing is um, for them to realize what they need to do to, you know, achieve success. And I think um, if those things can come together, I, you know, we, we've talked about some individual goals with certain players. I've talked about that um, to them about those things. Um, but the team goal is really um, just to take one game at a time and compete and, you know, learning how to win. Because when I watched at Capelli, the biggest thing I saw was we were playing RBC one game and we had the better of the play in the first half and 30 seconds le left, we made a mistake in the back and we let in a bad goal. Heads down, energy level, intensity level wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Because um, that's what they were used to. Um, it's overcoming adversity. So one of our big goals, and I use the word a lot, is overcoming adversity. Things are not always going to come, you know, happen yeah. your way and as a team, there's got to be leaders on the field and you're going to have to overcome adversity, especially to, you know, win a championship or win a division, anything like that. You're going to have to learn to deal with that. So that's one of the goals that we got to figure out um, to, to definitely complete because if we don't do that, then we're going to have a hard time winning games. So, um, but you no, know, we want to go out. We want to win every game. You know, we talk about, we think we're good enough and um, there's no reason why we, we can't do that. Um, and as far as the postseason, it looks like right now we're going to have a section Yeah. Um, from what they're saying. So it would be nice to um, to go out and have the seniors win a, a sectional championship. I mean, if that's as high as we can go and we can do that, we're good enough to do it. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having the opportunity, hopefully, to do that. Yeah, Homedale's a group two, right? Group two. Group two. So we're in with, you know, we're in with Shore Regional, Rumson, Wall. <laughs> Wall is, you know, in there. And they're always obviously great in the postseason. Yeah, Wall's. So, you know, uh, so it'd be, it's going to be a tough bracket, but, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to get that opportunity to play. I think last season in basketball, Homedale played Manishwan four times because same division, yeah. short conference, yeah. and then States. Yeah. And I followed those games because I had a couple former players that, uh, and I remember the one game they were up the entire game. And in the last couple of minutes, Manishwan comes back, puts on a run, and yeah. But to beat it, I don't care how good you are, to beat a team four times in a season. <laughs> That's – that's a good accomplishment. It's not easy to do. No, no, that's it's it's unreal. I don't I don't and know Hondo, how. It makes not only that, Homedale was a very strong team. Obviously, um, ranked number two in the short conference. Um, so, but to to beat a team like that four times was yeah. that's a good accomplishment for a team. Well, coach, thank you, thank you for joining me. Uh, like, right, ready you for, for practice. Um, yeah, well, yeah, thank you. I look forward to seeing your team on the field. You know, once I start mapping out what you know what games I'm going to hit this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, good luck and good luck to your team. All right. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate it. No problem, Coach. Thanks.